Welcome, welcome everyone to the first episode of the Alicast. I, of course, am your host, Phantom Alicard, here to bring you the latest and greatest in video game, anime, uh, movies, TV, and sometimes music. Uh, and I'm pretty excited because there's been a lot happening over the weekend, uh, over the last over the last week, uh, as well as the last weekend, so on and so forth. That we're gonna jump in a little bit to uh kind of warm things up a little bit today um before i get started though uh i will have links if you want to follow the youtube uh twitch which i stream every every uh monday through friday uh at 9 a.m to 2 p.m mountain time uh also i have a link to patreon uh as well while where i I will have exclusive content for you all as well as information on when i do uh, call-in shows uh, as this show progresses. Also, I'll have a merchandise a merchandise site as well if you all want to check that out. Um, the first topic of today was originally going to be diving into the point of DRMs, but things have developed over this last week that just has me questioning where it's just like, well, what is up with Microsoft at this moment? Um, it started with DRMs and now we are going into delays like there's like I'm wondering what's next now at this point. Uh, as a disclaimer, I want to tell each and every one of you, uh, anybody that may be fans of one or the other, I'm a fan of both of them. If I see something wrong with one, I will hold the other accountable. Uh, and with that being said, DRMs has been a problem with Microsoft for a very, 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 very long time. Uh, to say that Sony has had the, had the same problems, it's not even remotely true. Like, yes, they have DRMs set in place. However, they don't go to the extent as Microsoft because I believe like Sony is kind of like in that unique space where if they mess up even one time, they got to walk everything back that they did in their mess up. So, um, as well as like other things amongst the other things that they're going through in this industry at the moment. So, um, if Sony were to do it, I would, I would hold them accountable for the same deal. But if you hadn't heard, or if you have not experienced this, uh, Microsoft actually went through an outage the weekend before this past weekend, uh, which lasted for about four days, as far as I know, because when I got on, uh, it was the fourth day and I couldn't access any of my games. Now, the funny part is, is that I had just bought a game on at the at the Microsoft game store. Right. As soon as I bought it, said it would take a couple of take a couple of minutes to load my game. Fine. I'll wait. Uh, not not a minute later, did it give me the give me the uh, 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 message saying that it could not, I could not access my game. I had to check on the store to make sure that the person purchased it uh, is on the Xbox or and whatnot. Um, I discovered that Monday. So any of the fixes that I'm about to bring up, I was way too late. So if you haven't heard up to speed, uh, they had an outage uh, cost a lot of people, it didn't affect everybody, but it did cost a lot of people uh, to not be able to access their games. Um, 
online and they were just going at it on tweet uh, on uh, Twitter uh, talking about the fixes saying that they have fixed the problem and clearly people are still having issues with uh, with being able to access said games um, they released a couple of fixes which were uh, which were uh, play offline and set your current Xbox to your home as your home Xbox which again did not work if you did not catch it in time um so Microsoft in the midst of telling people that things have been fixed uh DRM the con- the conversation to DRM gets brought up again uh which if you if you do enough research like you'll notice that the conversation of DRM has not really gone down it just depends on who's talking about it. there's plenty of people talking about DRM uh, there's plenty of people uh, fighting against it because they don't want the digital age to, they, they, they want to stay in the age where we own the games, physical copies, so on and so forth, right? To understand DRMs, if nobody does, I'm sure a lot of people do, but for those that don't, the, the, po- the purpose of DRMs is basically to uh, prevent piracy. So, if let's say if you if you decide that you're going to copy a game, maybe you want to put it as an emulator, you will lose access to that game uh, if they catch you in the act of piracy, uh, which is good and bad at the same time. It's good in the fact that they're trying to prevent piracy. The bad part is is that. It just seems like it's way, 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 way too strenuous on the consumer uh, when it comes to whatever they're paying for these said games. Uh, to purchase a game and virtually not even own the game, you're very, you you virtually only own uh, you own like a license to <laughs> to to play the content. You don't own anything else. It's just there. So at any point in time, and, 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 and this goes with physical copies too. So if you have a physical copy, you're not, you don't actually own that. You just have a disc in hand, which is a key to unlock that said game. But even with a physical copy, if they want to shut you out, they're going to shut you out. Microsoft is really the only, the only company that has a problem with this. And I don't know, I don't know why they are, they amongst everybody else are so strenuous when it comes to, to DRM. Um, so of course these conversations are coming back up. Uh, Microsoft fix your DRM policies. Uh, same thing as Xbox one days. Uh, it's, it's really, it's really, uh, a matter of, it seems like when Microsoft had this problem back then, it was, it was something that they were too far ahead of their time on. There was a lot of things that were too far ahead of their time on that, the industry is actually moved ahead on, but it seems like once everybody starts to catch up, they try and do this little slick shit with, with, uh, the things that people had a problem with in the past. Right? Like I wouldn't shock me at all if they decided to bring back, uh, some form of connect, right. Uh, which a lot of people had problems with the connect. They didn't like the, I, the idea of the camera, being able to monitor how many people were actually in the rooms, uh, and so on and so forth. So, um, with that being said, they just seem to like 
in in times like this where they struggle, like you really get to see what's going on. Like when people catch up and they start scratching their head, like, wait, 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 wait. Why is this still an issue? We took, we did everything that you were looking to do and this is still a problem on your end. So it just looks funny after, after a little bit. Right. So of course there's going to be a lot of people talking about it. Um, and the consumers are always going to feel the impact of DRM more than the company does, because again, the company's the company's only concern is to protect their IP. And at the end of the day, if they've successfully protected their IP, it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, right? Until there's enough people to say, "Hey, yeah, uh, you're full of shit. Take us off. Uh, take uh, change this up, or we we kick rocks." So, on top of that, you know. You got to ask yourself, like, is Microsoft really looking to fix this DRM problem? Uh, I would say, again, if they get enough people to actually, uh, if they get enough people to say something about this, then I believe they might change it. But it seems like Microsoft has been, like, really adamant about not changing this policy at all. And I don't have any idea why they wouldn't change why they wouldn't change it. Like, I'm sorry, as much as I love the Xbox Game Pass and whatnot, that does not absolve anything, which, uh, which uh, to be clear, you couldn't even access the, the uh, Xbox Game Pass after they quote-unquote fixed the, fix the issues. I don't care... In this moment, like your if how good your Xbox Game Pass is, I think it's kind of crappy that uh when you pay like sixty or seventy bucks for a game, that you're not able to access that game when you want to, whether it be online or offline. And I think that's what a lot of people's problems are. Again, I would hold that same standard if Nintendo did it, if Sony did it, like it's it's just garbage to have to work for that much money and then not be able to touch your games uh offline or whenever you so choose like if we're buying a piece of the license don't doesn't that afford us at least a little bit more freedom than what you're giving us in that moment so i just think like in that in in that time if we get enough people to say something they might actually start to change stuff but uh, to add insult to injury on top of this microsoft announces or bethesda announces that they're delaying starfield and Redfall. So this uh, the here's an article uh, from MSN uh, Xbox. Uh, uh, it's about Phil Spencer basically addressing what's going on uh, and basically giving the whole spiel. Of, We're listening to the customers. Blah blah blah. Uh, I won't get into too much of the boring stuff. It's basically it's basically uh, uh, just just what I said it was. Uh, Xbox has has had some uh, solid momentum with the division showcase uh with the division showcasing record uh record revenue on an almost quarterly basis while announcing a not E3 Xbox Plus uh Bethesda showcase set for June. Uh Xbox managed to outsell its competitor in the US during the last quarter uh in part by the uh, the more affordable Xbox Series S. Uh, however, some of the wind was quiet or uh, quite firmly taken out of those uh, sales yesterday. 
Microsoft struggled to produce a consistent cadence of high-quality, broad-appeal, action-oriented games in uh, recent years. Even though titles like Flight Simulator Forza, 5, uh, Forza Horizon 5, Psychonauts 2, and Age of Empires 4 did a lot of heavy lifting last year, fans have been uh, clamoring for more mature, action-oriented games and RPGs uh and Xbox has yet to deliver. See, the problem that I have with this, right? The the issue that I have with that whole that whole deal is that it's that uh I feel like because I have all of the con I have every console for a different reason. I have uh PS4 for uh for the uh for their exclusive titles because they make amazing work. They they do amazing work. I have Xbox mainly for online. Uh, I might play some. I might play some third party on there as well, uh, and I have Nintendo basically because it's Nintendo, and uh, I can't. I can't give up Nintendo for anything, right? Um, I feel like out of everybody, we have suffered a triple A drought for a very long time. Not that there's a lack of games. There's just a lack of creativity in said games. Like I can give examples of like Ubisoft. Ubisoft has this, has a huge problem with this, uh, with open world titles, doing the same monotonous things over and over and over and over again. Um, we get like Activision, we have like Call of Duties like every year. Like we've been in a serious, 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 serious triple uh, A drought, and out of everybody, it just seems like Microsoft suffers from that the worst. Like. They brought out Halo Infinite, which this uh, this article actually covers. Uh, they brought out Halo Infinite, which started off great, but after a while, it just got boring, and it's just like, man, we need y'all to do something. And like, you just stopped hearing from them about Halo Infinite at all. Like, you didn't know if they were actually coming out with a second season. You didn't know if they had DLC on the way. We didn't even know if co-op was still on the way or not, right? Or uh, or Forge for that matter. And they, these are the things that they put on hold until like this month to be able to put out to the people that they could have put out when they first push this game out right so you know i gave them a little bit of a i gave them a little bit of leeway but um uh they put out season two and season two is just sucking so bad to me right now and that's just me that is just me like if you have a difference of opinion i'm not knocking you for it but for me i don't feel like they added enough for season two so on top of that now you're pushing back one of your most one of your most anticipated titles, Starfield. Starfield is all I hear about, or all I've heard about. Now, Redfall, on the other hand, like uh, I'm not too worried about Redfall, but still, Redfall is still something that you need for the end of this year because if you don't have your uh, if you don't have any titles that uh, people could uh, that would uh, make people gravitate towards the Xbox. There's no point in having an Xbox at the moment, but I have that same problem with Sony at the moment as well. So like, because with them, they have games, they have, they've put out a lot of their games for both PS4 and PS5 with like the exception of maybe like two or three, like maybe four or five titles. Right. But that's not enough to get me to gravitate towards getting a PS5 yet. Right. And that's what Xbox is having an issue with, uh, is, uh, is uh the games that would say that would have people saying i need an xbox right now i am cool if people need 
to delay a game because I'd rather you delay a game uh, rather than push it, push it out and have a whole cyberpunk crisis on your hands. Right. Um, or, or, uh, or Anthem for that matter. Um, like I'd much rather you do that, but for you all, as many, as many, uh, studios as Xboxes, Xbox has acquired or Microsoft has acquired, you would think they would have a whole arsenal of games on tuck by now, but it just seems like every time they acquire like a new studio or something like they, they acquire a new studio and they'll put one, they'll put like maybe a game or two out from a couple of other studios that they've acquired. And it just does not work very well for them in the, in the grand scheme of, uh, uh appealing to an audience. So you have to wonder like, where is Xbox going here? And the only thing I could say at this moment is that we are going to have to find out June 12th when they do their uh, Xbox Bethesda showcase. Hopefully they have way more than just that. Um, on a tangent of, of uh, on a tangent of um, uh, showcases, I'm really hoping that since there's no E3, we get a lot of the we get a lot of the showcases there. I hope Microsoft has way more than just the Bethesda. I hope I hope they they're able to show off all of their other studios. I hope Sony uh, does does a showcase around that time as well as uh, Nintendo Nintendo Direct. I know there's another studio. I think it's 505 um, that's supposed to be doing uh, a uh, a uh, uh, a showcase sometime soon. I believe it's next week. I could very well be wrong. Don't quote me on that. If I'm wrong, please let me know. Um, and I apologize for that. So on top of all that, like you just got to see, you just got to look at where Microsoft's head is. And to be honest, to be honest, like it does not look all that great for the last half of the year, uh, for Microsoft. However, uh, it could change could change it could the showcase might may may uh may uh be different from the news that we're seeing right now so in other news speaking of digital the digital age and whatnot square enix uh over the past couple of weeks has sold three of its studios to a place called embracer group now if you don't know what embracer group is uh, I'm going to pull this up real quick. Where is it at? Uh, let's do this because this is what I need. Uh, Embracer Group is all, all intensive purposes, a parent company to a lot of entertainment, uh, entertainment uh, studios. So like uh, they own stuff like uh, game, uh, game bo- or gearbox. Uh, what else do they own? Um, Let's see. They own TH Nordic. Uh, I want to say that's Koch Media. They own a plethora of development studios as well as gaming, uh, tabletop gaming uh, 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 companies. Uh, so this is actually a really good move for for uh, Square Enix to have done that because uh, Crystal Dynamics and Eidos uh, uh, have really, 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 really... Uh, I don't want to say really made a uh, pulled uh, Square Enix because then that would just sound clickbaity, right? But they have really uh, just dropped the ball with uh, with their games like uh, the Avengers and uh, 
uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which you would. I'm actually pretty shocked about Guardians of the Galaxy because that was an that was a pretty anticipated title, right? Like you would have expected. Uh, you would have expected uh, Guardians of the Galaxy to actually succeed. Uh, eh, the Avengers, not so much. I mean, I I look at it this way. So any any title like the Avengers, for instance, that's been in so much controversy of some sort, like they've been in the talks for a while, it's been hyped, and then people bring out some news that may be discouraging, like, uh, for instance, in this in this particular case, uh, none of the characters look like, re- even remotely resembled the characters in the movie, like, and you, you know how, you know how the industry goes. Uh, any game that suffers from that, I normally get a little weary about on the release date. And the fact that they tried to go the Destiny route uh, with with that game, like it was just terrible, 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 terrible route to take for that type of game. Uh, now, with that being said, they sold it for about three hundred three hundred million three hundred million dollars to Embracer Group, which again, Embracer Group, really good move for them to sell. But the question is, is what? is Square Enix actually doing? Why are they offloading these? Uh, why are they uh, giving up these studios, uh, these high, these high-valued studios just to uh, invest? What are they investing in? So uh, Square Enix, well, this, this is a, uh, this is an article from VentureBeat.com, uh, which talks about Square Enix selling its largest, largest studios for 300 million uh of course not only have they sold uh not only have they sold the properties of of uh the avengers and uh guardians of the galaxy but a game like uh tomb raider is also in that group so just keep that in mind and hopefully embracer group uh, does excellent work with with these studios Square Enix says uh, Western Studios have underperformed across AAA games based on owned IP and more recently licensed IP like Marvel, uh, Ahmad told Games Beat. With high operations or uh, high operating costs and a two-year window minimum before we see the next triple AAA releases from the studio, it's likely that Embracer Group is taking on more than just the $300 million price tag in the short term. Uh, Embracer will l- be looking to tap into the talent pool and IP at these studios to generate returns over the long uh, uh, over the long term, which I think they're capable of doing. As many companies as they own, they own over 800 plus companies. I think they'll be fine on that, right? This is all just clickbaity stuff. So let's get to let's get into the meat and potatoes of this particular conversation, which is NFTs and blockchain games. So, uh, in the next paragraph, it goes on to say, in a note for to investors, the publisher reiterated what Ahmad said. Getting rid of Crystal Dynamics and Eidos frees up resources for more profitable projects. But Square also claims that it will instead pursue blockchain AI and the cloud. Uh, again, the company believes those areas can optimize its net income. Uh, is that the only reason why Square Enix is gonna is gonna be doing this? I highly doubt it. Uh, I believe that. Uh, here's here's the deal. Uh, 
I believe that they are going to have room. They're, they're making room to be able to focus on their Final Fantasy titles. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe their Kingdom Hearts series. Uh, creating their RP, uh, creating more RPGs to the Japanese market, uh, and so on and so forth, right? So, but the problem is, is that it seems like, and I could very well be wrong about this, they keep getting flack for wanting to invest in F NFTs, right? Another disclaimer. I'm not for NFTs, nor am I against them. I stand on this position. If I have the choice to partake in NFTs, that's all that matters. If I don't want to partake in it, I don't think I should have to. Uh, now, if they force it on me, I'm 100% on that train of get NFTs the fuck out of here. Let's get them. Let's clear them the fuck out. Right. Um, but as it stands, we don't know enough about NFTs. NFTs. It's in the space that streaming, the streaming market was in for quite some time, which is, for one, what is the valuable of something intangible? And the problem with that is, is that for those of us that are creating, for, for those of us creating something, right? We haven't put a value on that yet. We still, to this day, do not have a value on, on some of the, on, on a lot of the things, right? Uh, streaming. It's just recently gotten gotten value with like certain certain bigger podcasts or whatnot. They're getting uh they're getting uh hundreds of millions of dollar deals uh on the table and stuff like that. But when you start talking like NFTs, that's a whole different market. That is a whole different story now. Now you're talking about purchases with in-game currency, which is essentially what Bitcoin is uh, what Bitcoin looks like uh as a whole, which is made up currency, right? It is it is a currency that is made up which with a made up value that somebody put that value upon, um, which is if you follow if you follow NFTs, uh, they seem to be spiraling down, down and down and down and down and down and down, uh, in in the stock market, right? Um, let's see, cryptocurrency. I can't, I don't see, I don't see any of the, uh, I don't see the live things. I don't have that at the moment, but, um, they have gone down and that's not to say that like, uh, that's not, that's nothing against anybody that's for crypto. It's just, uh, there are things that you have to look at when you look at, uh, uh, like a company like Square Enix, I believe Ubisoft wanted to invest in NFTs as well, uh, or, or blockchain games and NFTs. Um, you have to kind of look at what their plan is. What do they see? What do they actually see as worth risking investing in intangible, intangible stocks, right? And the only explanation I could come to is that They may see something that we don't, but for me, I have to give it five years. I give things like this five years. Companies like that can afford to take those risks, right? But if I were to invest in it, like, and I'll give you an example. So I invested probably about 20 bucks, right? At first, it started to go up. Uh, it went up 10 bucks. I put 20 in, it went up 10 bucks. 
and then I checked it more recently and it's down to like 10 bucks. So like I do not have like the resources to risk like an entire paycheck on uh on uh cryptocurrencies or NFTs, right? Whereas companies like this, they have a vision, right? So I can agree with part of this vision where it comes to cloud. I believe cloud will become the future of gaming. Once they get everything, once they get everything uh, worked out, all the kinks worked out, I believe it will become the future of gaming. Uh, NFTs is a different story. It's very hard to tell whether or not crypto, uh, cryptocurrencies and NFTs uh, and blockchain is even going to, going to be uh, successful, uh, which is why I give it five years uh, because when you look at when you look at cryptocurrency and you look at NFTs and stuff like that, you have to look at the situation. You have to look at the situation. It's not just the market. Look at the situations around that. Uh, look at the situations around. Like, does your situation demand cryptocurrencies? Does your situations demand NFTs? Does your situation demand block uh, blockchain games? And like, uh, during the pandemic, this stuff really started to take off. Like, you saw you saw cryptocurrencies going up, uh, going through the roof of the stock market. You saw. Uh, that's when uh, blockchain games got introduced and then people were uh, in a rut about it. Now people uh, now people are able to go outside and they're not really worried about uh, NFTs and uh, uh, blockchain and whatnot and uh, cryptocurrencies because now they're outside. Now they're having actual personal interactions. And at the time, if you look at that situation, maybe at the time, cryptocurrencies might have been a de in demand for that particular situation, but that situation is now passed. So now that that situation doesn't exist, yes, I believe that you are going to see NFTs. You're, gonna, you're going to see the stock markets for cryptocurrencies and NFTs uh, steadily dropping, dropping more and more and more and more and more that people are allowed to come outside. So... In order to see if this is going to be successful, we have to look at the situations within a five-year period and say, hey, is there ever going to be a time where cryptocurrencies is ever actually in need, in demand for the situations at hand? In which case, uh, it, time, only time can tell at that moment. Um, it's not something that you could just, I mean, sure, you can invest in, right? But I thought that if you are a stock person, and when you invest in stock, your job was not only to pay attention to where the market was headed, but looking at the the uh, the landscape around the market. That's what I thought. Now, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. That it is what it is. But uh, in this case, I don't know if Square Enix is being reckless with their investments or not. But if they see a reason to risk it. If they see a reason to risk in investing in NFTs and uh, and uh, blockchain, time will only tell if that investment was reckless or not. Now, here's a better question. Uh, off on a tangent. Off on a tangent. Um, there is words. Not that it's not rumors. People are saying that this might be the opportunity for Sony to acquire Square Enix. Now, the question is, is will they do it? And the answer to that is, I have no idea, but I do know this. It would be a perfect move for Sony to do. And I know this sounds like this is Sony, like, riding riding on uh, Sony's nuts, but I, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, there are certain, there are certain companies that I just think uh, Sony should acquire 
Uh, Square Enix is one of them. Hey, Microsoft don't want don't want them, don't need them. Fine, take them, take them. That's that's been their that's basically been their home uh, since since uh, since the mid nineties. So, um, with that being said, I hope that they do they do uh, acquire uh, Square Enix. And I guess we'll just have to see what happens with NFTs. So with that being said, um, here's some announcements uh, for uh, before the end of the show. Uh, make sure again that you catch. Uh, make sure that you catch the uh, Microsoft uh, Bethesda showcase happening on June on June twelfth. Uh, also, a Indies World uh, direct just happened this past week i watched a little bit of uh, i watched a little bit of it and a lot of uh, a lot of uh uh interesting looking uh a lot of interesting looking uh indie games so if you want to check out if you're a big fan of the indie scene i would definitely recommend that you go back and you check that out on nintendo on uh nintendo's uh youtube page uh, and uh i think next time i'm going to bring out a list of animes for people to check out uh for instance i got one for you anime of the day today which is gangster gangster is amazing i highly recommend it if you don't have funimation go get go uh go uh get funimation and go check out gangster gangster is a really 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 great anime uh uh and i would not I would not recommend not watching it. So with that being said, that's today's episode. I appreciate you all listening. I hope you all have good nights or days wherever you all are. Much love to you. And I will see you in a couple of weeks where we will be talking more of that gaming, anime, movie, TV, and sometimes music shit. Y'all have a good one.